0: Is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream! Who wouldn't love it? What up, bitches? Welcome to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm Francesca, your host who has had, quite honestly, the weirdest energy this week. Real weird energy, weird situations happening, um, weird encounters, and feeling quite anxious. I mean... I don't even know where to fucking start. I had a school parents evening for Bohemia and ended up having some sort of like Mexican standoff with like some random dad and the teacher that just were taking their sweet time, not giving any kind of care in the world to any kind of timetable of events, timetable of appointments. It was less organisation than bloody fire festival. my friend Holly, my twin mum friend, we survived twin motherhood in a lockdown together. She gave me a gift today and I bloody cried, cried in a coffee shop. We both sat there and fully cried at 11 a.m. Um, we just were talking about the shared trauma. And I think we're only just really realising it now because we're kind of out the other side. And I felt like I'm going to cry now. Um, anyone that had a baby in lockdown that shit was hard. And I think now that the world is really getting back to normal, I mean, if you look at the news, who gives a shit about COVID? No one is talking about COVID. It's like it never existed, except for my orthodontists, which still insist that you wear a mask, which I find bizarre. Um, It's like they're six months behind the rest of us, but that's fine. They're doing what they've got to do. They're living their lives. But yeah, we just sat and talked about how you know, when we had young babies, we literally were completely isolated from the world. We were completely cut off. We just used to walk around this fucking freezing cold village together in the middle of winter. And actually looking back how traumatic that was and how we've really sort of overcome that. And that made me very emotional today. And I think it's like there's a real turning point at the moment for all of us, especially here in the UK, where it's almost like Now we found out that Boris was having a fucking jolly up every other weekend. We know that the whole threat of COVID, was it ever really real? Like, obviously it exists. But to the extent that they said, I mean, a load of it is just coming down like a house of fucking cards. And I think a lot of us are feeling cheated out of whatever experiences we were supposed to have, whether we were due to get married, whether we had our first baby, whether we missed our maternity leave, whatever it might be. A lot of people are feeling very like, I think we're looking back reflectively and being like, fuck, you stitched me up, man. Like you stitched me up. I missed out on so much. And it's almost like some sort of like PTSD. Um, and now we can go places like now we can finally go and live our goddamn lives. This is the life that we have been dreaming of for years. I am due to go away. Sorry, I feel like I'm banging on about this. But last week I was saying, you know, I'm due to go away to this hen party. I'm a bridesmaid. I feel like I have to go. I've been vaccinated. I want to go. I've been looking forward to it for so long. And I just feel so anxious about leaving the babies. And I'm not that kind of mum. Like, I'm not normally that kind of mum that's like, oh, God, I don't want to leave. Like, I'm normally like, bye, bitches, I'm out of here. (laughs) But I don't know if it's just being in lockdown for so long and being so isolated and being so... I don't even know the word for so long, that now not having that is legit giving me anxiety, like the thought of leaving them is making me feel physically ill. And on top of this, I think anybody, I get a lot of messages from people that have also been the subjects of coercive control or maybe like abusive, emotionally abusive behaviour or whatever. And what I'm finding is that if any situation like that even slightly arises, I am triggered, man. Like I am triggered. And I just get this awful anxiety. And I have taken a really positive step, which is that I am going to go to therapy. I think I said this last week. Am I just repeating myself everything I said last week? Who knows? We'll find out. But there's this lady that is set up in my village and she is doing talk therapy and you know what? I've realised that this last couple of years, this shit ain't normal. Like I put this thing on my Instagram the other day that was like how millennials feel when they're told they're about to experience a third once in a lifetime uh, crisis. and It's like someone having a fucking mental breakdown. And it's like, we have been through a lot. And particularly people that have had babies during this time or have had fucking twins during this time. Um, it's been a lot. But that is the topic. I'm not just coming here to sit and moan to you about my anxiety, (laughs) that is the topic of the podcast this week, is how do we deal with anxiety? And how do we use the law of attraction to help us? So the law of attraction doesn't make you immune to ever having bad situations happen in your life or suffering from anxiety or depression or anything like that. But it sure does help a lot. The more that you work on the law of attraction, the more that you work on self-development, the more tools you're going to have in your toolkit to deal with these things. And so I thought I'd put together a little list of these things that I use when I'm feeling very overwhelmed. overwhelmed and anxious. This is what I do to try and kind of help myself out of it. So number one is always my absolute go to, and that is to make a gratitude list about whatever situation it is that is causing me the anxiety. Now, you might be thinking, Fran, what the fuck are you talking about? I cannot think of anything to be thankful for in this shitty situation. But let me tell you, as a very old wise woman of 37 years now, can't believe I'm 37. Fucking hell. Um, I feel like even so-called bad situations that happen in your life, we only perceive them as bad. Quite often, when you look at them with hindsight, you'll look back and be like, oh my God, thank God. God, that thing happened. That was like the best thing. It was like the universe's redirection. Rejection is the universe's redirection and all that jazz. So write a list of things that you are thankful for about this situation. So it doesn't matter what the situation is. There will always be things that you can find gratitude for in that situation. Number two is that I find evidence that the stuff that's going on in my head is not real. So quite often, 95% of the bullshit that goes on in your head is exactly that. It's just in your head. It's not actually happening in real life. There might be like a 1% to 5% of shit that's actually happening and you blow it up so much in your brain that it's great to actually sit down and be like, right, what is the situation? So, for example, with this thing at the school, this whole fucking parents evening thing, I quite often feel and this is something that's just me, right, and it's something that I have to work on, is that I feel that sometimes people are dismissive of single mothers. I feel like they look down on them or they're dismissive of them. That's my issue. Now, I could write out a number of things that could disprove that. What proof do I have? So writing down, what you're only allowed to write down things that are cold, hard proof of what you are thinking is real. Not you're assuming things, not that's the way it seemed, that's how it looked to me, but cold hard proof. And you'll realize how little evidence there is to support this crazy theory in your head. And it can also help to write out supporting evidence for the opposite to be true. So why these situations could be better. Number three is the good old AA saying, Lord, grant me the serenity to change the things I can, accept the things I can't and the wisdom to know the difference. So when I am feeling anxious, I will think, what are the things that I can change right now? I work on the things I can change and I accept the things I can't and the things that I I'm doing air quotes, the things that I can't change. That's where the law of attraction comes into play. There are things you can do to change that. You can write a gratitude list. You can set your intention for what you want the outcome to be of whatever situation is causing you anxiety. You can also do things. So I get quite a lot of single mothers like messaging me that say, Oh, when my children are with their dads, like I just feel like my life is just going to pieces and I feel really anxious so they're not there and all of this kind of stuff. And what I say to them every single time is when I first started having to spend time away from Bohemia, what I would do is I would make sure that the time that she wasn't with me, I would hustle, like I would fucking work all of the hours God would send. I would work every hour I could. I would also get all of my life admin done. I would also get all of my uh, social planning done. So I would sit with my diary and I'd be like, right, what are we going to do when she comes back home? Let's go to soft play with this particular friend that she likes on the on the Friday. And then on the Saturday, let's arrange a farm trip with her cousins. And let's And I would literally use that time, use that energy because anxiety is energy, right? You can feel it in your body. If you've ever felt anxious, you will feel that energy. What you have to do is convert that energy into something positive. So rather than that energy sitting and consuming you, and do you know what, even as I'm God, I feel like I'm going to cry again, there's something wrong with me. Am I having a perimenopause or something? I'm not sure. Um, even as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'll be honest, before I wrote this, before I was recording this podcast, when I sat preparing for it, I literally was feeling really anxious. And this is the reason that I did this episode on anxiety is because there's nothing else I could have talked about tonight other than this. And you know what? As I'm sitting here now with my microphone and my laptop open and my notes in front of me, I don't feel anxious anymore because I've converted that energy from sitting there feeling anxious to now Me sitting, doing what I love, which is teaching the law of attraction and talking to you and working like it's a conversion of energy. So use that anxiety energy to make the situation better. So if it is that you're worried that, oh, my God, I'm not going to see my child for two days or three, whatever it might be. Think about all the stuff you can do when you are together and not just think about it, but make plans, make plans so that the time you have together is incredible. Maybe it's that your partner's away and they're going to be away working for two weeks and you only get them back for a week. I don't know what it might be. Maybe they're in the army. You could be doing so many things practically so that when they return home, you have that time that is incredible together. Work, work is really helpful. Like keep busy. Do something different. If you're sitting feeling anxious, just get up and do something that is a change. So I love action and I love a change. So if I'm sitting feeling anxious and do you know what will bring an anxiety for me which is like when I'm sitting using my precious, precious child free time, which there's so little of it that when I'm doing life admin and it takes up loads of my time and I don't see myself making any progress and I get really frustrated, it makes me really anxious. Do you know what I have to do is I have to get up, walk away from my laptop and switch what I'm doing. I have to switch what I'm doing to something else and preferably something physical. So I will do laundry, I will put clothes away, I'll do cleaning, I will cook a meal, I'll do something positive that will not only change my state, but it will also, when I've finished, like say I'm having like a very anxious day and I'm like, right, I'm going to clean my whole goddamn house. I'm going to make plans for the whole next week. I'm going to do all my laundry. Guess what? At the end of the day, you're not feeling anxious anymore and you've got a fucking clean house and you've got a whole week of plans. So do something that will not only change the thing that you're feeling anxious about. So for example, if your child or your partner is away and you're missing them, make sure that you get all your boring shit done so that when they're... Home, you can be fully present with them and you know, do things to improve your home environment, do a declutter, clean your kitchen, clean out your fridge if you've been meaning to do that for ages. I swear to God, it works. Number four is I would create a vision board for your desired outcome, so whatever it is that's making you feel anxious. Create a vision board for what your desired outcome is or try and think of what you want the outcome to be and how you could make yourself feel better about it. So at the moment, I'll be honest, my anxiety is really about leaving my children. I'm getting so, so anxious about it and it's causing me to have anxiety in all different areas of my life. Now, there are many things that I can do to set an intention and to create a vision of how I want this to go. I could visualize myself really happy and carefree on this hen party because Lord knows mama needs a goddamn break. Like everyone I speak to about this, they're like, Fran, You need a bloody break. Like, you need a break. You've not had a night away. This is perfectly normal. You've never spent a night away from your babies. Like, this is normal. Every mum goes through this. So, like, reminding myself of those things, setting my intention, but also letting go of the outcome. Like, if I decide for me at the end, do you know what? this is not for me. This is not something I can do. That's fine. I need to surrender to that. But also set the intention of, you know, happy babies, quality time with them, um, being able to like video call them every day. I don't know, whatever it might be, set the intention of what you want the outcome to be. Maybe you're feeling really anxious that you really want to buy a home and it's the home that you love. It's one in a million. You're never going to find one like it again. You could set your vision board so that you could really visualize yourself, be, in that home and put as much feeling into it as possible. Visualize yourself waking up in that house and actually how you would feel walking down into your kitchen or walking out into your garden. Set the intention and set the vision. You can use the law of attraction to decide the outcome of so many things. So you just need to decide what you want and how you want to feel. So sometimes like for my anxiety situation, right, there's nothing really like, massive that you could put on a vision board that you could see apart from maybe me being having a fun night like with my friends and really celebrating my friend's wedding with her but it's really focusing on what feeling do I want to feel I want to feel comfortable about this situation I want to feel carefree about it and I mean what mum is ever carefree I don't know but you can set an intention of a feeling not just something that you can physically see Okay, so my last tip of what I do when I'm feeling anxious and how I want to use the law of attraction to overcome it is something that I've only discovered this week. And I don't know where it came from, but I woke up one morning and I was laying in bed. And you know, when you first wake up, you almost for a second, like forget where you are. And I think actually now I'm saying it out loud, the reason that I had this thought when I woke up was I woke up in my old bedroom, which Is now the twins' bedroom. So I've not slept in there for a really long time. I sleep in Bo's bedroom now. So I woke up there, and maybe that's what triggered this off. But you know, like for a couple of seconds I almost forgot where I was and I felt like I was back like a year ago. And it triggered off this thought process of like, wow, what an amazing way to feel gratitude and what an interesting exercise to do. Is to when you wake up in the morning before you've left your bed, before you can really tell that the world is any different at all. Visualise a time in your life when you were really, really struggling, when life was beating the fucking shit out of you, (laughs) when you were like, oh, Lord, not another goddamn day. And for me, I was taken straight back to lockdown. Now, if you can find a very specific day, that's even better. But a moment in time, a moment in time when you were in a low place, right? So I woke up in that bedroom that I've not slept in for months and months. And straight away, I thought, God, I remember what it was like waking up pregnant and in so much pain, because honestly, that twin pregnancy was the most painful thing I've ever done. And I remember during that first lockdown when we were completely isolated, no bubbles, none of that shit. Your neighbours wouldn't speak to you. They wouldn't even speak to you over a fence like it was all not done. And I just had to be me and a toddler. And I was also pregnant and so tired every single day in this depressing house for I didn't know how long. I didn't know how long this was going to last. And I just used to wake up in the morning And I would just cry every morning. Does anyone remember those days of the early lockdowns where you just wake up in the morning and it would hit you and you'd be like, oh, it's another day. Like life stopped. Everything stopped. And I just felt that anxiety of God, what am I going to do with her today? How am I going to keep her entertained for another whole day? Really should have just bought a tablet, shouldn't I? I've never had a tablet for my children. And I don't know at what point I'll ever start. But I feel quite proud of the fact that yeah, I've never had a tablet for Beau and um, I'm going to keep it up as long as I goddamn can. But yeah, I was pregnant and I was in pain and I'm picking a specific day. So I'm going to say I remember that a DNA clinic had told me I was having goddamn boys. Remember? Remember when that happened? Remember when I broke down? So they told me I was having boys, right? Every day I had to get through another day of uncertainty, trying to keep a toddler entertained whilst being so exhausted so tired in so much pain. I was also being the target of coercive control at the time. So that was very, very emotionally stressful. I also had the stress of like, how am I going to afford to live in my house? The stress of my salon, how would I afford to keep that open? I had no money, no money. I was left with no income for over three months. And fucking Boris Johnson did not sort us out for months with our self-employment grants. So I was stressing about money so much. I had nothing to do and nobody to see. I mean, I literally painted my entire kitchen pink for something to do. That is how much free time I had. Nobody would see us. Nobody would see anybody. All you had to look forward to was some shitty Zoom meeting. I was not up for that shit. Then I imagined myself walking downstairs into my shitty, shitty house and my kitchen full of spiders. So back then, my house was still fucking horrible. And I would come downstairs and I would genuinely feel depressed every day. (laughs) I'm very, very affected by my environment. This has really affected my decision making with buying my dream home is how affected I am with my environment and how going back to a fucking shit show that I need to renovate again. It ain't for me. It ain't a vibe. Now, my house used to have a real spider problem. So bad, in fact, that I was going to move at one point because I could not cope. I used to literally have about 25 spiders a day that I would have to kill. It was awful. And they would mostly congregate in my shitty little kitchen. Does anyone remember my shitty little kitchen? And I think it's because there were literally holes, like there were holes somewhere to the outside and I would go in in the morning and I would pray, like, please, I, like I'd bang things around so that they'd know I, were cu- I was coming so that I wouldn't like, oh God, I just didn't want them to drop on my head and shit like that. And so I'd envisage myself having to go downstairs and make breakfast in my shitty little kitchen and then eat it in my shitty little dining room with a horrible brown carpet on the floor and saying to Bo, please don't drop any on the floor because it's a shitty brown carpet and I can't clean a carpet. And then I'd envisage myself just having to spend the day just doing whatever figuring out like what am i going to do with life how am i ever going to earn money again what am i going to do with three children i don't have a car big enough for three children i had no idea what i would do we'll be back after a quick break hi this is ross the host of smells like humans each week we talk about the curious things that people do Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Now, you can get quite immersed in that depressive um, state, right? And that's what I want you to do. I want you to lay in bed and I want you to think of maybe a time when you had a job that you hated and you'd have to get up at some ungodly hour to go to it. Or you were living with someone you absolutely couldn't stand and you're in a toxic relationship. Whatever it might be, I want you to lay in bed and really visualize yourself yourself where you were. Because like I say, like our bedrooms, how often do we decorate them? Not that often. You know, I could lay in that bed and really visualize that and think this is my reality. It's lockdown. It's 2020 vibes. We're out here trying to fucking survive. Like I could really imagine walking down those stairs and seeing that house how it used to be. And then what you do is you get up, you get out your bed, you walk down the stairs and you realize, my Lord, I'm surrounded by three healthy daughters. What am I doing today? It ain't lockdown, bitch. It ain't 2020. We're living our best 2022 lives. I've got a day filled with friends and family and activities and things to look forward to. Have we got just endless days stretching forward with no structure? No. We've got nursery. We've got school. We've got after school clubs. We've got work. We've got variety. We've got baby groups. We have got shit going on. Where am I working today? Oh. I get to work on my fucking dream job. The only anxiety I have is that there aren't enough hours in the day to do all the work I want to do because my work brings me so much joy. Oh, am I overwhelmed with all the cleaning and all the shit I've got to do? No. After going alone for so long and doing everything by myself, I'm now surrounded by support. I'm surrounded by people that support me. Most recently, my lovely sister Anushka, who is now my assistant. What a fucking blessing. I go downstairs and my house is transformed. It's no longer that dark, dingy space anymore. It has been transformed and extended. It's big, it's spacious, it's light, it's airy. It's fucking everything I dreamed of. I look outside. Oh my God, I can fit my pram in my boot. My car has grown. It's bigger. Thank you, Jesus. I look at my diary. It's not just months of uncertainty ahead, months of... When will this fucking lockdown end? I've got holidays booked in. I've got weekend breaks booked in. I've got activities with the girls booked in. I've got bottomless brunches with friends booked in. I have got life booked in. Now, through the book club, I have seen a massive year of transformation. I'll be honest with you. It has been very, very transformative. But honestly, when I look at that first situation, when I laid in bed and thought of how my life was in that dark time, what, a year and a half, two years ago, and then I saw my reality today, that gave me the biggest boost of gratitude, a boost that lasted me several days. In fact, when I think about it now, I still feel that same like, oh my God, like life has changed. And so I want you to think back to a time in your life when life was shit. And I want you to immerse yourself in that for five or 10 minutes. Really imagine yourself back in that life and then open your eyes, go downstairs and thank the universe for everything in your life that has changed, that you have made change, because that is a really quick and easy way to see collectively all the changes that you've made in your life. And how your daily life is completely different from what it once was. And that is such a powerful way to bring gratitude into your life. Now, you could be saying, well, Fran, what if I'm in that super hard place right now? What if I'm in that place where life seems so bad, I can't see any good in it? I want to remind you that when I was in that super dark, super hard place, that was my biggest place of transformation. Although I woke up and cried every day, I also woke up and carried on every day. I wrote gratitude lists. I set my intentions. You know, I bought matching twin baby girl clothes because I was absolutely certain that I was going to have girls. I paid for an architect to come and do plans on my house when I had no way of paying for the work to be done because I was setting intentions that my life was going to change. I started a podcast having no idea how I would ever monetize it and actually being told that podcasts are very hard to monetize. But I did it because I wanted to improve my life. And I put all of these little baby steps in place and I did them repeatedly until my life transformed. And you can do it too. And if you're sitting here saying, my life is super shit, Fran, there is no way I can find anything positive about this, unless you are sitting saying this in Ukraine or Palestine or Yemen, you do not have the right to say that it can always be worse. And that's not to not validate your feelings but it is the acknowledgement that it could always be worse. There are people worse off. This situation could be worse. There's always something to be thankful for. Now, I am very aware that this episode has been quite depressing, (laughs) quite depressing. Um, But you know what? I love to be real with you guys. And I don't want you to think that just because I have been on this path of self-development and with largely You know, I'd say mostly success, like it's been incredible that it doesn't make you immune from bad things happening or you being a victim to certain situations or you suffering from anxiety or depression. I don't know where this anxiety has sprung from. Maybe it's just perfectly normal for mums to feel anxiety if they've never spent a night away from their babies. Maybe this is perfectly normal, but. This is how I'm feeling at the moment and I wanted to share with you how I manage my anxiety when I'm feeling bad. So I really, really hope this has helped everyone out there because we all suffer from it every now and then and I'm really hoping that I'll just go back to my normal happy-go-lucky self soon because it's been a week of this and I'm not feeling it, if I'm honest with you. I did have a period and I thought that it would stop after that, but it honestly seems to be connected to just going away. Oh God, hopefully it will improve. If you have any stories of going away and leaving your children for the first time ever, please do let me know. Share them with me in my DMs. I'm at Francesca Amber on Instagram and at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Oh, also you can now find me on TikTok, bitches. Although I'm so old, I actually don't even know what my TikTok like handle is. I don't know if it's Francesca Amber underscore 90, or I don't know if I'm just Francesca Amber. I don't know. But I feel like if you search Francesca Amber, you're going to find me there. I am doing a challenge for the whole of March. And this is kind of part of our book club, but also just a challenge I set up for myself which is that I am going to take on TikTok and I'm just going to give it a month of my time and energy because I just keep hearing all the time about how if you are a brand or an influencer or you have a business that you really should be fucking on TikTok. Like, That is where you should be. It has huge reach. I'm just listening to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, if I'm honest. And he just keeps saying, like shouting, basically, that you need to get on TikTok. So come and give me a follow. I've been doing four videos a day, four a day. And quite honestly, it's exhausting. (laughs) It is absolutely exhausting. What else do I have to tell you? Um, we are a couple of days into our new month and our new book club. We are doing the book The One Thing, which I have to say, I'm very excited. I get very excited by most of the books that we do, but I'm probably more excited about this book than any other that we've done. And it just seems like something that's going to really resonate with me. It's going to change my life. So I'm excited to see how life is going to evolve in the next month. If you want to come and join us, it's not too late. So I do a podcast episode every sort of three to four days. So, so far, we've only done one. Um, I think maybe by the time this is out, I maybe will have done two. So you could catch up super easy, get the book delivered. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Come and join us. It's life-changing my workshops, my products, my manifesting candles, my gratitude necklaces, all that good stuff is all available at my website, francescaamber.com. And just basically, thank you for being here, guys. Thanks for spending this half an hour (laughs) indulging in my anxiety. See, now I'm anxious that this episode is really shit, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, And if you have any great tips for managing with your anxiety, let me know if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please do rate, review, subscribe. It takes a matter of seconds and it helps me out so much to like get visible to more people and all that jazz. So I'm deeply thankful to everyone who leaves me a review and I guess I'll see you bitches next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too. Bye. millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.